Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of FrontStretch.com Stock Car Scoop. I am not your host, Brian Nolan. I am your host, Adam Cheek, this week, uh, as Brian has rotated out for an episode, and we bring in Mr. Michael Massey. It's been about a month since we did one of these episodes together when we were at Richmond Massey. We'll be together uh, with Dalton Hopkins at Darlington next week. But before then, we had a race at Dover where, uh, well, first off, how are you doing? And what did you think of this race? Because I have some thoughts, and I know you do as well. Hey, Adam. Uh, it's good to be back on The Scoop. And uh, yeah, Scoop. back on here. Uh, as you said, it was fun doing it back at Richmond. And who knows, maybe I'll be back next week. We'll see how, how things go. But, uh, yeah, Dover was, you know, I think the it was one of those deals. It was low expectations, high reward. We weren't expecting a whole lot from Dover. And it ended up being probably the best race at Dover in at least five years something like that uh the next gen car raced a lot better at the track it's a whole lot racier yet side by side I remember there's one run where it was ross chastain and chase elliott going side by side for several laps you know yeah. just both lanes working excellently um and you haven't seen that with the gen 6 car so it was just so refreshing to actually see racing and not just uh, a single file choo-choo train that we'd seen uh in the past couple of years at dover and then the the cars were actually harder to drive we saw guys spin out by themselves uh you know good good race car drivers uh, spin out by themselves to tear it up so a little bit of miles the monster was back we didn't have the the flipping the joey logano barrel rolling <laughs> down the front stretch whatever the the 30 car pile up that what was it like 2003 2004 there was a huge one yeah but yeah it was uh it was still it was a little bit of the old miles so that was that was good to see yeah we didn't have the nascar the game 2011 trailer with greg biffle flipping 15 times down the back stretch and then the front stretch and everything but no i agree completely you know i had the thought going in because we kind of went into this weekend Last year, Dover wasn't great. You're wondering how the next-gen car is going to take to it. And it made me wonder, did the Gen 6 car just really not click with the track? Because it felt like the past decade or so, things have been kind of going downhill there. And it has its moments. It's had its moments throughout the years. But in recent memory, things just kind of declined. And I'm 100% with you. This was a solid race. It had some good moments. It wasn't great, but it's not the worst race we've had all year and <coughs> martinsville and it's been a while since we had a dover race that you know kind of felt compelling to watch every like it wasn't okay it's going to be snooze stress from here there's still compelling things like chase elliott at the end it looked like he was pulling away but he still had to fight through lap traffic and he you had ricky stenhouse who was starting to click off laps a bit quicker than chase was so yeah yeah entertaining yeah, for sure. I don't think Chase's lead ever got further than maybe a little over two seconds there on that foul. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like Ricky could do just enough to, to keep Chase honest, to make him really have to work for it. And you saw a lot of comers and goers. You saw you know, Kyle Busch probably should have won the race. He had it pretty well in control until a caution while he was on pit road. They messed him up, got him back in the pack, and he could never really recover. Uh, and, and that was fun to see, just different comers and goers. Uh, you know, it was a 400-lap race, 
the most Kyle led the most laps Kyle Bush led the most laps with 103 yeah 103 laps uh, so yeah nobody truly dominated it you had a lot of comers and goers through the day and uh, it was just it was a good race you know wasn't like you said it wasn't amazing but it was very entertaining I was entertained all the way through and that's the thing that I noticed like over the past decade or so there's been a lot of dominance there's been a lot of two 300 laps led by one driver and this was a little more split up and you mentioned comers and goers uh you had the college cars one of whom finished 11. justin healy had a solid run all day finished 11th aj almendinger had some issues late and i think the biggest example of comers and goers was team penske joe logano was running solidly and then ryan blaney won a stage yet no penske car and no penske affiliated car if you count harrison burton finished better than 24th so was this just an off week for Penske or are they still kind of struggling to find their groove with this next gen car? I think a little bit of both. I mean, Austin Sendrick had, you know, he racked early on and, you know, that's one of those deals. He, he's not going to finish dead last every single week. Uh, and then Blaney, like you said, he's up there winning the stage. Next thing you know, he comes to Pitt Road and they go back green and the leader's catching him to lap him. Uh, he, then he's on pit road with the hood up. Uh, I, I don't really know what went wrong, but him and Logano were a couple laps down. And you know, Penske's usually not that bad. I think Dover's an outlier and that, you know, they're not going to be a couple laps down every week. But that being said, they haven't been as good this year as we're used to from Penske. I mean, Ryan Blaney yeah. has a lot of laps, but he's just like today. He, he won the stage. He wasn't able to close it out. That's kind of been the story of his year where he just can't close out races. And so far, their only win is still the Daytona 500 with Austin Sendrick. Uh, Logano and Blaney are still looking for those first wins on the year. Unless you count the clash with Logano, but that's not a points paying event. But So very strange to see the two veterans at Penske, uh, you know, still trying to get that first win and, you know, get the monkey off their back in 2022. Yeah, especially after Ryan Blaney's sort of resurgence last year, kind of finally found a stride, won a bunch of races, really came close to making the championship four and uh, fell short. He was one of my championship four picks this year, if I'm remembering correctly. So um, maybe he'll <laughs> kind of finally find his groove uh, with the next gen car. And, uh, as for next year with Dover, where I kind of felt, I didn't, I wasn't sure if they were kind of the same way. I might've been a little more convinced of it than you were, that this was a do or die race for Dover. Maybe not necessarily this year, but in the years to come. And I, we were talking before we started recording and kind of felt like this kicked the can down the road a little bit with it being a better race than we've seen there in a while. Yeah, I think a lot of people were scared because in the past, when Speedway Motorsports buys a track, has a tendency to maybe take a date for it, from it or close it down. Uh, in North Wilkesboro comes to mind at the forefront, although all of a sudden we've got stuff happening there at North Wilkesboro again. And hopefully someday, despite Marcus Smith's con comments, we get a cup race there at some point. Uh, but. Yeah, so I think a lot of people were thinking that maybe Speedway Motorsports just bought the track so that they could take a date from there. Um, but 
after some pretty good racing this weekend. And I, I thought the Xfinity race was even maybe even better than the Cup race. I was, I was very entertained by that as well. So pretty great re- weekend of racing at Dover. And the crowd yesterday was really solid. Um, it's disappointing that they didn't get to see the full race, but uh, you know, hopefully those those ticket buyers renew their tickets, come on back. But after such a turnout and such exciting racing, how could you shut the track down? How could you take a date from it? Uh, I definitely think Dover, you know, taking one date from the track, I think was probably a good move. It probably only really deserves one race a year, but it definitely deserves a race a year because it is a unique track. Uh, there's, yeah, with all the, the, the cookie cutter track movements, Dover is one of the true originals. It's been around forever, so much history there that I hope they continue running at Dover for a long time. I think they will. Yeah, and we're headed to a place next week where they have been running for a long time, and that's Darlington. You, me, and Dalton Hopkins will be down there covering everything throwback related and NASCAR related as we have truck on Friday, Xfinity on Saturday, Cup on Sunday. Got a lot of content coming your way on frontstretch.com. You can find us at frontstretch, me at Adam and Cheek, Mr. Massey at M underscore Massey 22. Uh, and we will talk to you guys on Thursday where Brian Nolan will be back and we will make our predictions for throwback weekend.